Hi, I'm Sean Healy, and you're listening to Tools. Hi everyone, Sean Healy, personal development educator and NLP trainer here, and welcome to episode 154 of Sean Healy Tools, a podcast intended to offer tips, tools, insights, and education to help us have the best quality life and relationships that we can. So welcome to today's episode, episode 154, Tough Conversations to Preserve Our Relationship. Um, I think part of part of quality relationships is how well we ride through the bumps and challenges that coupledom bring and life brings. Um, when when we choose to journey through life with another human being, um, then you know we take on them with all their strengths and weaknesses, and they take on us with all our strengths and weaknesses. We bring um, our family legacies, we, you know, our families get involved, um, and of course, life gets involved. <laughs> so, there's so much that, um, you know, so many ways in which joy can arrive in our life, but also um, challenge and um, from time to time tragedy, whether that, that, uh, strikes strikes us directly as a couple or whether um, your family or mine are going through some type of uh, family challenge. But, but all of these things, as well as the pressure to build a good quality life, have a good career, um, keep social life up, uh, do our social media commitments, all of these things can really bring to bear and to weight um, a lot of pressure on the relationship. Um, and so we, you know, part of the process is getting to a place where we can agree to, as quickly as possible, get to the tough conversations. In fact, probably be proactive and get to them before they even need to be addressed. You know, we, we want to be the, kinds, the kind of couple that the relationship means enough to both of us that we're going to turn towards the tough conversations turn towards the anxiety or um, potentially fight-provoking conversations because we'd rather have small fights and small disagreements than leave things to linger and fester until they become something hugely significant that can really um, harm our relationships going going forward as, as life progresses. So ideally, how do we get in front of um, as many minor challenges as as we possibly can and work through and negotiate through to a workable solution between us as a couple and as I mentioned earlier ideally before we have to because when we're under pressure then we struggle to bring our best and calmest and most clear minds to the you know providing a solution to a problem and ideally that's where we want to be we want to be as calm and centered as we can while we're having the conversations. And if we get too heated and worked up, because we're not now forced by time and life to make a, a you know a, an abrupt decision or come up with something in immediacy, 
we, we've got time to talk about it. If we're starting to get unproductive and ineffective in the way we're, we're dealing with each other, um, that we because we, we're not under a time pressure, we can step away, relax, re-regulate and, and come back again. Um, because there's so many things, there's so many little things that um, can build up the overall friction and tension and kill passion and desire and relationship if we don't if we don't get to them. I think uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson in his book Beyond Order talked about you know getting on top of those day to day um, elements whether uh, we're not letting let's say for example resentment and and bitterness build over the way that the dishes are done either because um, we we feel that somebody is taking too long to do the dishes or they're not cleaning the dishes to the standard we'd like um, or they use too much water or whatever the case may be. Um, so that that would be something, uh, a, an idea of a daily procedure that would be well worth talking about and negotiating through until we get to a place where we can agree upon the procedure. And sometimes if somebody's got very high standards and somebody's got a, you know, a different set of standards, how, how do we meet in the middle? You know, how does one of us just relax a bit and how does one of us tighten up a bit um, uh, relative to, because, because we're, that's what we're doing there is we're acquiescing, we're agreeing to move for the purpose of supporting our relationship. Um, I am willing to adjust myself for us. And as a result, both you and I uh, benefit. So that's where we talk about um, compromising or acquiescing for the, the bigger picture of the relationship. Um, we can dig our heels in. We, we can hold to our position and refuse to move. And we may or may not have a win in the moment, but in the bigger scheme of things, we're likely to lose out. So, you know, do I want to win uh, a little battle and 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 lose the whole war um, again maybe not necessarily the best metaphor for relationships <laughs> um, as I say I can be right in the moment but wrong at the level of relationship support and enhancement and um, if we're talking about relationships that endure over time then part of the process of that um, and as a consequence of agreeing to be part of, of coupleness is that we do um, actively um, choose to um, adjust, adjust self, to compromise self. Um, um, otherwise, we're, we're better off just being single if we, if we don't want to do that or um, having relationships that... Uh, don't require too much attachment or, or, or commitment. Um, and if we can find somebody who's like that, who just wants to have a bit of fun but live under their own separate roof and we live under ours, that's absolutely fine. But if we're making a choice to live under the same roof and to build a life together and to face the challenges of life together, then that's going to mean from time to time that I have to be prepared, um, given that that's what I ultimately want to do, that, that has consequences for me, um, that from time to time, I'm going to have to make adjustments to my standards um, and accommodate. And so, you know, if we're, if we're looking at the little things that over time might cause stress and how do we at very least get those out of the way. Um, so if that is things like, um, as I say, the repetitive tasks of the day, uh, which is, well, um, What's our plan around mealtimes? 
how do we how do we work to consistently get that as smooth flowing um and and you know whatever it is that we work out there let's say for example for one couple somebody might love to cook and might be really really good at it um and so the compromise we reach is well you love the cooking but i i don't mind doing the washing so if you agree to do the cooking for the most part then i'll agree to do the washing um otherwise you know hey we both you know we we need to eat um neither of us absolutely love cooking but all right well you know who's doing what when or do we work together and do the cooking jointly but we're working on the the idea about reaching a a point of kind of household efficiency and household harmony relative to each of those day-to-day chores so um how do we approach our meals um how do we approach the washing how do we approach the dishes how do we approach lawn care how do we approach um general household upkeep and 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 what what's that look like in terms of um the overall standard or and level of orderliness that goes into um the the process of day-to-day household and we have to be prepared that you know if we're having these conversations rather than just doing things in a way that you know irritates you or irritates your partner um that we're prepared to have a conversation or a series of conversations that might be temporarily uncomfortable while we negotiate um, the middle ground on all of these tasks. But the sooner we get there, the more we're open to talking about it, running the risk that we're going to upset each other a little bit is way better than upsetting each other massively later because we just refuse to discuss those things and then we got really resentful or we found ways to kind of stick pins in each other um, covertly. You know, maybe I haven't said anything to you directly, but I triangulate by... um, you know, calling attention to your, um, what I consider maybe sloppy doing of dishes or uh, lack of attention on the dishes, but I'm calling that out when we're out in public, maybe at a social event, you know, so that now our discomfort is shared by others because we're playing a game of of courtroom. You know, um, I'm not talking to my partner directly about the things that irritate me, but I'm going to put it out to our social network and in for the purpose of you know garnishing some sympathy or having a vent um that that's probably going to be something if we get into those kinds of habits then that's probably a really big red flag that says okay um either we start having the difficult little conversations um or we're going to be facing probably um a very difficult big breakup later um so it is the case sometimes that, you know, as a result of joining life with another human being, we are going to come across situations where there, there isn't an easy way out. There's, there's, it's whichever way we turn, it's going to be uncomfortable, but um, probably for the most part, moving um, willingly into the discomfort is going, you know, as, as immediately as, you know, as, as, as expediently as and calmly as possible is going to be far better than we just keep avoiding it until, you know, life has a way of giving us feedback. So that at some point things will build to a level where life will, whether we like it or not, is going to put this thing in our face because it's now been ignored and built up for so long 
that we've got no choice but to uh, confront it. But like I said, now we've got a lot less time, a lot less options, and it's probably we're, we're a lot more stressed, and all of those things are going to make it very difficult to come up with a, a productive, effective, long-term way to, to, to deal with the thing that we refused to deal with until we couldn't avoid it anymore. Um, and that, like I said, doesn't mean it's easy, but we can also, uh, you know, knowing that, that we're going to get, you know, if we want to have a successful and healthy and loving relationship, we're going to get to these sticking points uh, as, as a, just as part of the relational experience, then even having a conversation about how to have tough conversations with our partner. When we get to the point where there's certain things that we cannot avoid anymore, um, perhaps we can talk about how together we might work on doing that in the most harmonious way we can. Um, you know, between the two of us, how are we going to do this in a way that gets us back to harmony as quickly as possible? Not in a way that we've swept everything under the rug and avoided it, but we've worked it through. Um, and perhaps the other element of that is that when we have got through the other side of challenging conversations, that we sit down and we talk about our, you know, our tough conversation form, or if we're having a full-blown fight, what's referred to as fight form, you know, how did we go, um, where, where could we have done better there? Where have we, where could we have preserved each other better and been more effective and efficient in our communication, um, even in the build-up, where, you know, did we leave it too long? Um, and what were the red flags there that we, we, we needed to organise? And could I have approached you better? Um, and and that that's, can be very challenging too, that we, we have to be sort of grounded enough in ourselves and, and really grounded in the vision of, of long-term healthy relationship that we're willing to feel a bit uncomfortable and, and, and hear the feedback um, and be able to assess it, take it on and talk openly and own our part, own our part in what happened and go, okay, um, yes, I was sitting on this for a bit longer than I should have um, and that resulted in me, instead of talking to you about it, um, rather I, you know, when we went, out for dinner the other night, I had a little sideways jab about that by bringing it up in uh, disguised in joke form to our friends. Um, and uh, really, I I should have talked to you first, and I certainly shouldn't have aired it in that way to our social group. So um, that I'll, I'll I'll commit to doing my best not to go down that path again. Um, and my apologies if, if any of that hurt you. And, you know, so again, the more we are aware of when we're contributing to an unhelpful um, approach to tough conversations and fighting, um, and some of this also probably warrants a bit of a historical investigation so that we're talking about um, with our partner, you know, we're informing each other of the kind of culture we've come from because that's likely to... to infer the kinds of unconscious biases that we're carrying and goes well you know how did your family deal with tough situations um how did he or you know let me share with you my family's fight form this is what i saw as to how couples approach conflict you know uh it was basically the the loudest and most stubborn and most persistent voice was the one that won you know you you basically just steamrolled each other down um 
or, you know, no, we were able to sit and talk through and continue to talk through uncomfortable um, areas and challenging points of life until we worked out something that was mutually as beneficial as we could possibly get. Um, or, um, no, I came from a family system where nothing was ever brought up. Everything was swept under the rug and then there'd be passive aggressive snipes once in a while, but nobody ever had direct conversation. Um, and we can talk about, you know, like I said, that, that that's what I saw. What would I like to do differently? Um, and what would we like to build together? And then that way we look at, you know, things like fight form and our ability to have potentially those more tricky and, and challenging conversations. We're, we're, we're considering that to be a skill set that together we're working on developing um, so that over time we're getting better and better at having those challenging discussions. And we're getting better at whilst we're doing that, we're, we're able to keep as much harmony as possible. We're able to behave in a way that 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 considers the long-term care and respect of the relationship and each other um, and that we're finding ways to um, become less emotionally reactive to what our partner is saying. I'm getting better at controlling myself and, and not assuming uh, what my partner might say and if I'm not clear on it, I'll like actually ask. Um, and and that that we mean enough to each other that we can have those really challenging conversations and stay with them and and that you know i even if it's tough for me to hear you and the relationship mean enough to me that that i i i want to hear i want to know um let's say for example you know if there's something that i'm doing in the bedroom that i'm under the impression that you like and actually you don't well I'm, you know, that, that might be a little bit embarrassing to hear, that might be a little bit hurtful to hear, but I'd rather know so I could make the change and for the purpose, you know, especially if our intent is to be together for years and years and years, given how important and precious and valuable life is. So, you know, within myself, how do I become the kind of person and, and that self-work is getting to a place where I'm solid enough within myself that I can really... I can hear the challenging things. I can take on the challenging feedback and I can make, you know, I'm not over-personalizing them. I'm not collapsing into distress or getting resentful at you for that. I'm able to sit with it, digest it like a mature adult and then go, okay, now if I was doing something different to that, what would that look like? And then even then we're able to keep the conversation open and going and getting feedback from each other. So if I, if I implemented this as a solution or could we try this and then see what happened? And again, we're okay to be clumsy. We're okay to be vulnerable, feel a little foolish, but we know we've both got each other's back. We're, we're, we're In order to get better at this, we're okay to do it really badly first and we've got you know, the care and good intent for each other that we can hold the room and the space for each other while we move through this and we both know we're learning and we're changing you know, from more automated unconscious responses to something that's very conscious and clunky at first. But if we're sticking with it and it improves, it's going to greatly enhance our relationship, both at the level of safety and stability, but also the level of playfulness and eroticism, you know, all, all aspects uh, are served. And I'm willing to do the work and I'm willing to hear the hard things because you matter and the relationship matters. Um, so there you go. Um, there's, uh, there's episode 154, um, 
the the main takeaway is that we you know we view um, tough and challenging conversations with our partner as a skill set. We we understand that we you know even people we've been with for together for a long time are still learning. Uh, you know, human beings are so complex, and there's still things to come out of the exchanges that we're that we're learning about about each other, um, and that we're we know that we're working over time to get better at the at having these conversations, and and we're also working to get to these conversations as early as we can for the purpose of moving through them and having harmonious dynamics on the other side. Um, so thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed episode 154. Um, as always in the sign-off, if you've been following the show right the way through or for some time, my profoundest gratitude. Thank you so much. Um, <coughs> you know, super grateful if you've just joined um, and maybe this is your first episode or, or first of a few. Um, if you want to continue to support the show, please go to iTunes, download, subscribe, and leave a five-star review as it makes it easier for others to find material like this. Um, and the show is also available on Stitcher, Podbean, and other podcast mediums, as well as at the website, emergencetraining.com.au. Um, come check us out at the website. Um, and there's also the YouTube channel, the Sean Healy Relationship Resourcing series on youtube come check us out there too and um if you've got any ideas for episodes and thank you for those that have um put ideas forward in the past um very always very grateful if i think i know something about uh, or you, you know or, or i can contribute something to a topic then i'm happy to put something out for sure um but as always uh, thank you for listening and um I wish you every success and joy in your life. And until we're with each other on another episode, bye for now.